Hey there, uh, this is uh, Cole and Cody f with uh, Ketchup and Crab Legs, and this is what, our fifth, epi uh, fifth episode, I believe? Yep, Cinco. S Cinco. Uh, uh, I said five, but okay. Uh, let's see, so there was something that I was looking at on an, a website the other night. You might have heard of it. It's called YouTube. And <laughs> on YouTube the other day, uh, I got a weird notification that oh. after, about s after about seven months of me having my channel that uh, my co-host here, Cody, you might have heard of him, uh, has finally followed my channel. It's not like I'm his brother or anything. But there's an interesting <laughs> little detail about that, that as soon as I noticed, I was like, oh, this is, his, this is a YouTube channel of his own. I'm going to go check it out. It turns out, it one, I wasn't subscribed to him, so I was like, okay, I gotta, re I gotta retract my original comment. I can't say much about that, but I found out that he has a video <laughs> that is nine years old, and that that, that video, means I was thirteen when I put it up, just for for reference. <laughs> yes, exactly. So nine years ago, and the video, I had no idea that you posted that. I one hundred percent did not know that you actually posted that video. But you've seen and it, and it had me. Yes, I sat there and watched it. I watched you. <laughs> make it and i just no idea like and it really took me back because one that was i had my own video i was like i got I, the idea from you because you had made one yeah, exactly uh, wait let's back up for the audience on at the same a little time. bit these are uh, montages that we made when we were really young and now they're not montages they're lyric <laughs> videos okay they're lyric videos now at but the time storyboarded yeah i was gonna say at the time it wasn't like you it, I mean, it was we made powerpoints <laughs> and yeah, made powerpoint no. shaped people like out of blocks. Here uh, is the thing: movie maker existed, <laughs> paint existed. That's how I'm doing my still shots in my videos right now is a combination of movie maker and paint because I don't have I don't buy my programs. <laughs> I just sit here and work with the turds that I have. But yeah, we were sitting there making these. I don't know why in the world I thought. Uh, I mean, I didn't almost like old timey. Like you're fl flipping through the pages and you see the guy running. Like it felt like that. Yeah. <laughs> Except it, they weren't like, like necessarily capture motion capture. They it were was just like kinda... a cassette tape of uh, uh, family photos from a vacation that your great uncle sat you down and like had the projector and like a remote <laughs> with a thumb switch on it, like. Here's here's where we went to the Grand Canyon. There's me falling off the Grand Canyon, you know, stuff like that. So <laughs> it was essentially like that for us to consume these videos and for us to show each other's progress. We had to sit there holding onto the mouse and like timing out the beats so that it would flick through again, essentially it was a storyboard because it was not animated in the least bit. Um you did But you had to time it to the lyrics. Yeah, you had some neat little Captain Underpants style flip the page back and forth for I think your guy gesturing with the guitar as if Those it was are, being yeah. played. Uh, Those are so copied you did have uh, that. videos or copied slides. Now, oh, it, hold on, you're telling me you didn't hand animate each one of those? Yeah, I copied the slide and moved it. Well, oh, I mean, God, maybe I remade them. You're such a sellout. <laughs> you're such a sellout. No, but uh, yeah, now I, I don't know no if you noticed, idea. but in the video, Mine, I'm like, mine's gone. Oh, you should have put yours on YouTube. Mine doesn't exist anymore because that computer's gone. I bricked it. You can always get stuff back. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know where that computer's <laughs> at, like now, physically in this world. <laughs> now, I don't know if you noticed in the video, but that was not me doing a screen capture. I didn't know how to do that at the time. That was me no. videotaping my laptop screen, and I also had the music playing what? on a radio, and I was clicking through <laughs> it with the space bar. So this was not like all in-house like done where I could just, you know, watch it or whatever. It was like a radio was playing the song because I had it on CD and I yeah. was videotaping my computer screen. That's why it looks a little bad. And you can, I was hitting the space bar to move it. I think you can actually hear that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely can. What were you recording with? What was the camera? Oh, I don't. It was either mom's camera or a camcorder. I know we had a camcorder we played around with a lot when we were younger. That camcorder was easily some of the most fun that we've had. <laughs> I think in well, wish like, we still had it. <laughs> I know, like it had just enough memory. And that being said, it probably had a removable uh, uh, memory stick for us that we could have done, but we were probably just a little bit on <laughs> the not very just. 
describing how you did that recording setup, I didn't even <laughs> notice that it was a radio, but I can picture this because you had that CD and you had the little boom box to go with it. Like, so <laughs> as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh my God, that is exactly how he did that. <laughs> I at least had mine playing through like Windows Media Player on the computer. <laughs> oh, uh, you were right so much more it. advanced. <laughs> I know. I at least, I, oh, well, you were using three things. I used two, but. I never recorded mine. I just had it sitting there. Well, uh, coulda, shoulda. Eventually, I know. One day, beat, Google's going to send me a whole game. penny for this video because I got 110 views on it. <laughs> well, I'm thinking, yeah, you have a lot of views on that video. Dude. They may was, even double. Like <laughs> after this, I'll even have... I'll even sponsor it. It's called Perfect Situation Crab Legs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a song so by Weezer. Hopefully, yeah, uh, no. copyright, copyright. I didn't do that back in the day, but whatever. You get it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm surprised the audio is even still on it. Heck, because... heck the producer, Rick Rubin, is the main character. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so this video, and like I sat there and was like, oh my God, I didn't even know this existed. But man, that I missed those little times with the camcorder. We actually filmed very, very rudimentary Let's Plays. Uh, in which we had, do you remember that? Like we were playing, we were playing what video was it, games. Dragon Ball Z, Budokai Tenkaichi, I believe. And we would videotape it. We got, and we got kind of into the, the videotaping, and we yeah, were like, like we were narrating there, and stuff like that too. Narrating, we were talking over it, and like if anything, we were sitting there like making stupid voices for the characters, fighting and stuff like that. And like our <laughs> our tripod was not much of a tripod. It was a stack of VHS tapes <laughs> that was very haphazardly put together. Probably fell a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> probably it definitely did. But like we and this was like we were sitting there on that probably 16 inch TV that was a combination VHS player. Uh, it had the two prongs in the front. Like this was some old school style gaming setup on a PlayStation Two. And, like, yikes, dude. I miss it. And, like, us playing with, like, Legos and stuff like that. And we were like, how do people make videos without their hands holding the... It was stop motion. It was all stop motion. I had no idea what stop motion was at the time. But, yeah. And, like, I think of those days when I sit around and I'm like... I mean, especially prior to me launching my channel. I say we could have been like It's a big deal. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, maybe it's a good thing we didn't go down that route. But, like... <laughs> It's it's like I'm sitting there thinking like wow we we were doing this kind of stuff while we were younger and like we weren't watching YouTube we weren't really watching a whole lot of YouTube or video gaming I guess shows air quote shows videos on YouTube weren't really yeah the norm. it wasn't a like, big yeah, thing yet it was still like, like a few weird existed, people it was like a very small community it was almost like like a Reddit but for video chat slash yeah. make videos at that time. Yeah. Exactly. So we weren't really it, it involved w- yet. Yeah, and like now, I'm just sitting there thinking like we were just recording the stuff that we were doing. Yeah. Now I do have another video that you probably didn't find because it's not with that channel. I basically made a ghost channel, put up a video. Mm-hmm. You know what's on that one? <laughs> it was one of my school projects. Oh, uh, uh, okay. And that, I think you helped record it though, with the dry. Wait, s- I'm about to say. I am kind of remembering that you made something. Yeah, Peter would be mad. We killed a dinosaur. Do you remember that? I thought we signed an uh, NDA on that, <laughs> but okay, sure. We're we're just gonna lay it on the table. Uh, <laughs> that dinosaur that you smuggle back at the end of the ride on Dinosaur in Disney World, <laughs> we had to hunt him down and kill him. Uh, yeah, we smuggled him back, but then he he did get away. <laughs> No, but that one was it's it feels weird saying it because it's like if you've ever seen Burn Notice and they have like ghost phones and stuff they just trash. I'm like, I made a ghost account. (laughs) I made it, put up this one video, and then showed it for school, and then like never touched it since. And you can look up the channel. That's probably easier than the name of the video because the name of the video is just Chemistry Project. That's pretty generic. But the yeah, uh, yeah, it is. The channel name is Radio Wizard Twenty One all lowercase and you'll see so you're the elusive radio wizard oh okay (laughs) and then the thumbnail is actually me facing the dinosaur (laughs) it's still it still does have the trademark uh your your call sign it's got your call sign 21 (laughs) um so i was a radio wizard back in the day (laughs) 
Oh yeah, that's you right. Remember the wizard? The radio would always be staticky, and then I wizard. would hold my hand over it for a while, and it would be fine. And then there are times where you were just like, "Man, I really wanted to listen to this song," and then like you'd flick around on the radio for a little while, and then there it was. And like, yeah, oh my god, that was a deep, deep cut that I had forgotten about. Holy shit! <laughs> Actually, we we had a slightly different plan for the show, but it just segues so nicely because that video. We're not gonna tell you completely about it. If you want to go see it, you can watch it. Uh, not the greatest. Do you but understand it's why pretty I funny. kept this topic secret from you? <laughs> like, do you understand? Because, like, when I saw that, it was literally, like, 3 in the morning. Or it was, like, an hour after that you had subscribed to my channel. And, like, Caitlin was sitting there. I'm literally in across the room going, like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I'm reading bad news. Or I'm, like, I'm reeling. And I'm just sitting there. I'm doing that thing. Like, I do this thing that um, uh, whenever I am experiencing something, I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, I don't sit there and immediately <laughs> tell somebody about it. Because I'm sitting there still processing it in my brain. And I'm, like, what? No. No, no way. He did not do that. Oh, I can't believe he did. And I just, <laughs> like, started laughing at it. And Caitlin's going, like, you have to give me some sort of context clue because you're stressing me out. Because, like, both of us get pretty stressed out easily. And, like, I, it's it's douchey that I do this. I don't do it on purpose. But it's also, like, it's such a me thing. And so, so eventually I'm like, Cody, he posted it. And I had to sit there and do this history <laughs> lesson with her. Oh, just like the stuff that we used to do that like Oh, you I should tell them what song you did. Uh, where is the love? Uh by Black Eyed Black Peas. Eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was and I don't know why in the like why the hell I chose that. I remember but I liked I was, yours a lot better, but everybody tends to like I hate, like be harsh on themselves. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like uh I don't know, mine had a lot of production value in it. No. Uh I'm kidding. It literally had the same except for the amount that I had. I remember the, the slide I remember the most is like where they they say swept under the rug and you have love and it's like under a rug. <laughs> oh yeah, my symbolism was very very subtle in that. I mean, video. I would say it's better than their music video, but I'm just saying <laughs> I am I am the I was about to say Neil Blomkamp, but I can't guarantee. That's that South African movie design. Yeah, I'm the Neil Blomkamp of uh of YouTube. No, I'm not. You could be I the guy who does YouTube. Bruno Mars's video. Who's like in that one? He's like that random white dude who's just like not even dancing. He's just bobbing his head. I forget his name. Oh man, I forgot too. Because uh, he's like plays the guitar or something. Yeah, but doesn't he produce the videos? Yeah, he does. Um, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I always but, thought that was yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> How he almost had top billing on that. Yeah. But yeah, so like, there's that. Like, we've had like on and off. Like we Cinematic like record, spurts. record the things that we do. And it's like I would think very fondly of those memories, especially prior to me actually started doing stuff for a channel or consistently in like trying to keep up a recording schedule and stuff like that. Because like I've never really wanted to do like there's no traditional job that I've decided that I wanted to do. But something I always had wanted to do was to basically pull a Mythbusters and not necessarily like bust myths, but like now both of like both Jamie and Adam have their own successful projects of them. Yeah. Adam's on YouTube. In their workshop. Popular. Yeah. Like working in their workshop. Just, I, I think he had a short spurt. I think he kind of fell away from it for a while, but Adam especially, but just like working on their own projects or projects that people give them and then like they stay in the public eye as a result because they're just known for good like uh, creators in that sense or recreators so to speak and like Adam has been an inspiration for not just like cosplay but also workshop and also like ADD ADHD and like how you have to have a project to kind of like keep you going so to speak something to hold you and keep you grounded in like what's going on so like it has been really like I I've been reacquainted with watching his uh material lately and like that's always been kind of the dream and like we like we also had another side project while we were in high school <laughs> that we recorded a few videos as well and I put them on I'm I'm seriously considering like pulling them off my Facebook to put them up on YouTube cuz there's some gold in those videos You talking uh, about the dry ice videos? I was about to segue into those. Yes, uh, the dry ice videos. Um, I will say we have some really cool footage, actually. So we're going to back up here. We're going to start from the beginning of dry ice because we don't want to lose you. But So dry ice is just frozen carbon dioxide. You can get it at some actually, grocery stores. 
yeah, you'll just I'll reel back our thought process on this. Uh, well, you had a friend that told you though about it, though, right? About mainly, he just put the words "dry ice" in my head, and then I went from there because we didn't start with dry ice. It was just you, me, and a and a big ditch out in the in your family's property, and a desire to blow something up in it. <laughs> like, because because like we were mixing, Jesus Christ, we were mixing like uh, lawnmower fuel, and then like bug spray, and a little bit of like this, a little bit. We of did that, the little things with bottle. the with the paper towel, and you spray the hairspray in it, and then you light it, and you have a ping pong ball that pops out. I remember yeah, doing that. Like, I remember we basically made Molotov cocktails. <laughs> we tried, and it never was successful because right? the thing is, is we needed styrofoam. I've learned what the missing ingredient <laughs> was: styrofoam, and, or any some kind of some kind of gelling agent, is super important apparently. So we totally missed out on that. Also, I didn't pack the the rags tight enough, and we would start brush fires pretty constantly, or we would start them, we wouldn't finish them. How you doing, folks? Actually, I'm just gonna read start back into this we had a little bit of a technical issue but we're going to jump back into the conversation here uh we were talking about uh dry ice so to speak and kind of like stuff that we used to do when we were growing up and it was basically uh cody me uh, a big dry pit area that's out in their family land and a desire to blow stuff up in it and eventually we did end up on dry ice but i i'm reeling back a little bit further in that like we we were trying to make molotovs in that like <laughs> like actual you know, molotov cocktails like actual molotov cocktails in that gasoline in a glass bottle rag hanging yeah. out light the rag throw it against something hard very dangerous Ex- don't do it exactly <laughs> and and like here's the thing but it's fun. very dangerous but it's also more dangerous when you don't know how to make them and you decide to improvise and like chemically <laughs> i figured out like we were missing some pretty pretty important components like a gelling agent we just had a bunch of really flammable. We put bug spray in it because, well, bug spray catches on fire. It's probably because it's aerosol, buddy. But like, we it, did pretty good though. If you smashed it and kind of got the gasoline to mist, it was pretty cool. It was more of just a fireball generator as opposed to like a sticking, sucking. Oh my god, this fire's on me and can't get off type thing. It's probably uh, good that we of, didn't do that. I mean, yeah, no, I'm really <laughs> glad that we weren't as lethal as we could be with it. But we tried, uh, what, what is it, the toilet cleaner bombs? We tried those. Oh, with uh, the aluminum tried... foil and stuff? Yeah, the only thing we didn't try was potato guns, which we probably could have done That was probably well. the easiest because our dads had compressors, and that's basically what they were, right? Yeah, or... essentially, like, well, it depends on how much you, money you put into a potato gun because I've seen people, like, uh, do you happen to remember the dry ice rifle that you made, or the dry ice? Tried to, yeah. Yeah, I can't. We can't call it a rifle because it's not technically rifled, but you know what I mean. That they have like a chamber like that, then they have a quarter turn pull valve on top of oh, the yeah. front of that, and then they spray the hairspray, or they stick a canister of hairspray in the bottom, and close they have a lighter. it off like a like a freaking howitzer, shove a potato down it, and then like they have a starting agent, like a push button, like, and it's and it sparks. And then they pull that quarter turn and boom, they launch that potato. But we never did that. Um, but eventually it was a buddy of mine kind of told me, hey, try dry ice. And <laughs> after which it, I mean, so to speak, it blew up. Um, that we, was a lot of fun for a, for a good many weekends. Lord, we, nothing like, and, and here's the thing. Like I would consider what we were doing the purest form of science like 100%. like we were literally iterating and revolutionizing as Innovating. we went <laughs> like it was an arms race between the two of us josh would join in too but he was definitely just mainly like i'm here to like test out what y'all have done and like we would have ideas that we would try there have it blow up in our hand and literally like turn around and write down a notebook like well this didn't work and like that's what oh god it's so frustrating it was very helpful that's actually what my chemistry project video is about and i'll I'll explain it briefly but you basically have dry ice which is you know it's solid form of carbon dioxide you can get at some grocery stores like ingles we had to go to there Um, dude we were underage (laughs) we had to get people to buy us dry ice yeah i think you you might have to be 18 or something (laughs) like yeah you have to be 18 and we had to like wait for our parents or like have an older sibling or, like, my aunt 
had to carry groceries around in her uh, in her car for an extended period of time. She gave us three bricks of dry ice, and I'm sitting there like, yes, some money. <laughs> like, what's up? Like, basically, it was given a case of like <laughs> cheap beer if we were underage. Like, there's so many other things we could have been trying to do underage, but no, we were trying to blush <laughs> it up. Like, it was great. Like, and here's the thing. Like, I think we did it pretty well. I think we did all that very well, actually. Yeah. I'm so, like, I wish, like, I'm sitting here, like, thinking, like, man, we were doing this. We were recording. Like, it, it's, like, uh, I mean, I was talking about Adam Savage earlier in the Mythbusters, but, like, the only difference between screwing around and science is you write it down. And, like, we were. We were getting pretty good at it. Yeah, we had time charges. We were able to make a cannon. Oh, man. The time when. Now, hold I your mean, horses. Hold your horses. Yeah, I'm getting a little ahead <laughs> of myself. So how it works is basically you have the solid dry ice and it's it's melting point and it's evaporating point are so low because it's it's naturally in the gas state at room temperature. So it skips the melting phase and just starts evaporating, which is called sublimating, right? And so as things evaporate, they expand. So therefore, you if it's in a closed container, you build pressure. Um, and then to make it sublimate even faster, you can add water just because there's more heat transfer going on with a liquid than an air. Uh, convection, more convection going on. So you add water into a bottle that has dry ice in it. Mm-hmm. It has to be a soda bottle, because uh, so soda bottles are hold, made to hold more pressure than just your Dasani bottles. So therefore, they would hold more pressure and at least more pressure and have a more fun explosion. Uh, so you'd put dry ice in it, you'd pour water in it, It'd be like steaming out the top. You close off the bottle, you toss it, and it builds up enough pressure and blows out the bottle, right? That's like, essentially we can, we how it works. explosion. It's, it's essentially just a glorified balloon popping with some minor, minor plastic, plastic shrapnel. shrapnel. Yeah. It um, could be dangerous. So, it, I mean, it's not super dangerous. Uh, if you did like do I it, I would suggest wearing safety glasses. <laughs> At the, if you're, I mean, if, at the very least, all right, the minimum, and technically, if you mess stuff. with dry ice, you should be wearing gloves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, I'm sitting here saying, like, well, I mean, I've had a few blow up in my hands, and I'm all right. Yeah, but like, yeah. admittedly, <laughs> I did have shell shock, or just like that. It was scary, <laughs> and just like, my, like, like reeling from it, just like, oh my god! And then I picked up another, and like, that's that's part of the learning process because both of those are Powerade bottles. Powerade's not a very high pressure drink, now is it? So, yeah, admittedly, it's pressure buildup. It, the dry ice caused it to expand a lot quicker than I was expecting. And if you <laughs> shake that son of a bitch, you're going to have it blow up a lot quicker. And you might understand exactly how this happened. Now, the thing I didn't tell you is it happened twice in a row. Like, <laughs> and eventually, but he I learned the third time. Break. Yeah, I learned the third time, and that time I didn't shake it, and it worked just fine. But it was <laughs> like, funny how we revolutionized just like just like humankind did because we were like, oh, we can make explosions. Those are fun. And then yeah, we were like, we, what we if we contain it somehow? Bottles. Yeah, like, you had to collect a lot of bottles. Oh, my God, you did. And That was one of the like, funnel necks. Yeah, we had to like – yeah, it, it's one of those things. We couldn't do it all the time unless we were getting a stupid amount of bottles. We were both like not really in a position where we could just buy a bunch of soda. And like that's, that's also the thing. It's also soda. And it's not really recommended to buy a fuckload of soda and drink it all in a weekend and then go blow that up. Um, so we would have to save up. Like, literally, like, we would have – I would go around to, like, my grandparents and to my aunts and stuff. Or like, we hey, would invite people over to play to, like, introduce them to dry ice. And we'd be like, yeah, but you have to bring a lot of bottles. <laughs> yeah, you got to bring bottles. You got to – and, like, we would purposely find, like, crappy off-brand soda because it came in a three-liter bottle. I was going to say, that dude. That one you could hear for miles. Like, <laughs> And, dude, your your aunt's uh, boyfriend, he used to drink those one-liter uh like those those were the brisk perfect keys. for the cannons they were 100 per- okay so yeah as we're saying innovating so eventually like we did this for like a fourth of july thing because we lived in the middle of the state of georgia and we want to show off our science <laughs> all borders uh, i mean this was just a screwing around because this is when uh when blake was the one who dropped the idea i was like oh well we could do this because every border from us was three hours away we didn't we weren't old enough to drive even at that point so like and you can't buy fireworks in georgia at that time not good yeah and and that's the thing is like okay so what you do you shoot guns instead but we're like ah, well we didn't really uh this was prior to us like owning and being able to maintain and 
keep up our own arsenal of bullets and stuff like that. So we were really like, man, we really want to do something for 4th of July. What are we going to do? And I had a few friends over. You were among them, of course. And we did dry ice the next day. But I could, and there was a very clear sign around like 3 p.m., maybe 4 p.m. where like, we're starting like, okay, well, we've blown this up. So many times we stood on a five-gallon bucket with a bomb underneath it. Where do we go from here? And there was a moment in which Can't. Dad came around with a like a two-inch piece of lead pipe, just or I, I mean, it might have been steel. It was a yeah, like carbon piece of steel pipe. pipe or something. And literally, like we have a big hill of dirt, or we used to. It's not there anymore. But like uh, out in the family land, you just kind of can do whatever you want, pretty much. And like we just shoved this pipe into the dirt at like a forty-five degree angle. And now we have a cannon, and so we would sit there and we would like put bottles in the in in the in this barrel, and it would just blow up. And I'm like, all right, well that's cool. Now what? Let's throw a baseball and after it. Let's throw a baseball. Like what you put in a charge, you put in a baseball. You're loading it like a muzzle loading, like cannon. musket rifle cannon. Like literally, like you put in the powder, the powder, the charge, whatever. Then you put in the shot. Uh, sometimes we would have a wad just to protect the the shot if it was a fragile one like those. Well, sometimes those we try to do the bottles. timed shots where we made two charges basically, and then we yep. put like some muffle in between them, and then hope that the other one took longer and went off when it landed or something. And we that was a success. We wanted projectiles, <laughs> and it was a success. Uh, success. We Somewhat. did very well. <laughs> uh, I think they went really well. Now, when we went to go find them out in like the tall grass. And they would blow up when we were out there in shorts. Oh, and that stuff. was really cool. It was really cool. It was very cinematic. But here's the thing: very dangerous. But yeah, so like we had this, and we were um, well. The I mean, most we dangerous really thing. Lucky. We were extremely lucky that that cannon didn't, because it was pointed at my house. Like, <laughs> here's the thing: like we didn't know the projectile. We didn't know. We didn't sit there and tie like. We didn't know like, how much force this angle, and stuff how much was really force. happening. So like the road from the backyard is probably like what. 100 almost 200 200 maybe yeah yeah no i was gonna say 100 to 150 yards there you go and like it launched if y'all are familiar there's these um uh coke used to do this pretty often but for christmas they'd (laughs) have an ornament shaped bottle this was literally the diameter of the cannon it was the perfect projectile and then we would have those one liter brisk tea bottles we and like that this was it we would save those bottles like they were freaking gold and like we would fill up the 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 ornament bottle with dirt or something to like pack it in and make it a weight. And then we would like, and it would launch it again, 150, 200 yards at a consistent angle. And just like, and, and there used to be video. I I might actually text Blake to see if he still has it because there is video somewhere of us trying the cannon out for the first time. And <laughs> literally like the look on our faces is like, <gasps> wow, like, <laughs> And like literally, there's footage, or uh, I kept recording, like running through the yard looking for that <laughs> shot because we were just stupid. We were hoping it like, worked. <laughs> bef- the, like timeline, we could I could track my life like before that cannon shot and after. <laughs> just like realizing that BC before cannon, like before cannon, <laughs> after cannon, like just very uh, um, clear. Just like oh my god, we were just playing around, and now we've made this into something. <gasps> Now let's let's discuss. We kept going further because I remember me and my brother, we made a mobile cannon because we had the same yep. freaking pipe in, in our yard, and me and my brother we basically took went and bought Portland cement, put it yep. down the barrel and mushed it together like kind of like three fourths of the way yeah. down to make a backing for it, and then mm-hmm. you could literally shoulder it and have a third person loader it load it or what we did is we had an old. Uh, what are those things called? Cable. Uh, it's like cable that either like phone line comes on or like the cable that huge you put under the wooden ground. cable. It looks like a spindle. Yeah, huge wooden. You can roll them around, and if you were at a rec department in the nineties, they probably used them as tables outside of the. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, there's one concession outside stand. of my parents' house. It is a table, like. Um, but yeah, we so busted y'all- open. We put holes in that so we could load the cannon in that and change the angle and everything. So we could start shooting it freaking horizontal. <laughs> yeah, you you two like we had we had the big we had the big gun like we had the one at our house that was non mobile like we were able to adjust the angle upwards and downwards but that meant somebody was holding it upwards but like and we couldn't really aim it that well and it shot in one direction and, and it's like 
then y'all. And this one we can move step. around and everything. And then we yeah, shot it. I remember we shot it. It was at, a like, shorter pipe too, so it was lighter. So two yeah. guys could carry it. One could roll some the spindle. Too. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I remember we we had like an old fort that me and my brother had built in the yard. Oh my god! And we shot it at the wall, and it yeah busted through the two by fours like just splintered them with like a, we shot a can of beans at it because i remember i was like yeah oh, so let's say, the massacre <laughs> your family liked to stockpile food and never eat it so we just so took like, cans of be beans some... that had been in there for like three years <laughs> yeah and like admittedly yeah and y'all's can y'all's uh cannon diameter was a little bit tighter so yeah cans of beans are perfect there was one cannon that we actually like put into the ground at y'all's yeah. place and it was like size of a can of yams and that was yeah. easily the the furthest distance we've had and i remember that cannon watched the bitch like, that was, was the issue of overshooting because i remember one time because our grand our grandparents live kind of like neighbors but i mean they had to have been like 300 yards away at least right yeah and my grandpa drove up, and he was like, y'all need to be careful y'all shooting that thing. It went over the house, and we were like, what? Like, over the house. That was So wild. totally wicked. <laughs> yeah. Like, In honor of Incredibles like, 2 coming out. <laughs> yeah, like, we, him saying that had the exact opposite effect on us. It was like, wow, yeah. Like, <laughs> because it was perfect for baseballs, too. And yeah. I remember, like, we got some cool other crazy ideas, too, where we would dig a hole. And then we would put it in the hole and then cover it with dirt really quick and we'd videotape it. And it looks like a freaking war movie. Like, because yeah. all the dirt shot up and, like, it was awesome. We have to have footage of that somewhere. Because yeah, it, like, it literally looks like professional the way that worked out. Like an air cannon then, was hidden under there. And then, like, even then the low-pressure bottles, like, uh, especially, like, really crappy, like, water bottles. Like, those are great for, you know, the kind that you can twist up and, like, pop the oh, lid yeah, off yeah. of and like scare classmates or whatever slow charges like, right yeah uh well you could twist them to make a slow charge um in which it, the water basically what you're doing is we would act we had a mortar and pestle do you remember that <laughs> yeah we made a we like i just happened to have materials that we could use to make a mortar and pestle because dry ice is a very very tough material to work with and that like yeah you can just shove it into something but anything it touches breaks pretty much reach it reaches its brittle point in that yeah. like, we put it into a cooler it'd break the cooler so i had this <laughs> it was a a light fixture that was from the front of my high school that somebody had ran into and they put it in the dumpster therefore i took it and like so it was made of a metal that was tough enough to withstand the freezing point that <laughs> the dry ice was taking it to so when we had to make a um timed charge we had to make it to where the the rate in which the water would like react with the dry ice, like we had to adjust that somehow. And like, if they're in big chunks, it did take a little while, but it generated a lot of pressure uh, eventually. And would make it a very strong charge. We wanted a lot of little bit, like little Cause the surface area would be little, increased and then it would, it would yeah. pressurize a lot faster. And, and, and that way, but when it's a powder, it was easier to put into a small area. And then like, if we were able <laughs> to reduce, uh, uh, reduce the speed in which the water reacted to it, in which we would literally make doobies made of <laughs> notebook paper and powdered dry ice and shove it into a, a, a water bottle, essentially, because the, wa the paper would keep the water from reacting with the dry ice just For a little bit. long enough to make that into, into a, an exploding projectile. Yeah, but of course it was really tough to predict how long that was gonna last, and that's why we were out in the yard. Yeah, if we were really writing stuff grass. down, we should have written down like actual Time. like masses of dry ice and water, and then how long it took. Like we but still we, we still could. Um, but I like, still think the most dangerous thing that we did though, or the most dangerous parts of it, <laughs> was when you put a bottle down the cannon and you put a projectile down there like a baseball. Yeah, and you didn't put enough dry ice. And you're yeah, like, cause, it's not going to go. <laughs> what do yeah, we do? And, and now you're sitting there and you're looking basically at I remember one like, time you'd wait like 10 minutes and it felt like forever. And you're just like, go. Because oh, you can hear go. it. You can hear, you can hear it like expanding. crackling, popping. Like those little elves snap, crack on, pop are in there. <laughs> and then you sit there and you make another one to drop down behind it. So you're Boom! trying to get that one. It was quite literally like playing EOD where you get a small bomb to blow up a bigger bomb that's buried <laughs> underneath the street. Like it's quite literally like fighting fire with fire we used to have a bb gun that we would use uh, to discharge like those but the bb gun sometimes they bounce off could, it would bounce off because it's so, they're so precious 
Well, yeah. do you remember when me and my brother, we had the horizontal one, and then we threw a charge down, and then threw a glass bottle down? Bro. I'm like, that's literally lethal. That's like a freaking shotgun of glass shards. Hey, do you remember when I made a pipe bomb on accident? Yeah, dude, like, I also remember that. And got hit with the shrapnel? <laughs> you were trying to like, make a mortar, but... <laughs> I was trying... Okay, I was... I. Whenever there's a race of innovation... Somebody has to toe the line a little bit, you know? <laughs> and so, like, they had made a portable one in which three people can do it. I was always trying to reach that one-person portability. And I found a section of PVC that was pretty wide, and that was its main drawback, was it's pretty wide, and also that it blew up. But I – and it was working pretty well. So that light fixture that I was talking about earlier that was metal, I would set that up, and that would serve as the the brace, essentially, because, like – just because you have a tube doesn't mean that something is going to launch out I of it. I thought you had it stuck it, in a cinder block or something. I think there was a cinder block at some point. Like We literally had to play around with it because whatever was the backing, because it was temporary, it would break. Because remember when we tried to use it as a shoulder fire launcher and we would cover it in duct tape and stuff like that? And oh, it yeah. would literally go blow out it out. End. Yeah, exactly, which I'm glad it went out the back end because otherwise that was Better on than the in shoulder. Your neck. <laughs> yeah, I could have I remember died. that. But but that was literally our first day trying like that was a first day making the cannon and all that like the years before. But on on this event, uh, I ran out of projectiles, essentially like stuff that I could shoot out of it because that's a pretty important thing. Because if the projectile is too small, you're losing precious like uh, um, I guess uh, surface area. Because like especially like, with the mine ball or musket balls, like it has to be tough to get that down the barrel because it has to perform a. Uh, uh, a seal so that the the gases that are trying to escape the barrel push the projectile out. So if the projectile is too small, you run the risk of it not being pushed out very well and a lot of gas leakage. So yeah. I ran out of that. So I was filling up a Walmart bag full of pebbles because that was a great way to get a seal that, it, like, since it was a, a amorphous shape that I could just, like, stick the bag on, essentially like a condom, and just fill it up full of, like, pebbles and then, like, tie it shut and drop it down and use it like a charge. I was shooting grape shot out of the thing. <laughs> but here's the thing. I made that seal a little bit too good. <laughs> I, I, it was a, just a handful of, it was a perfect bingo card of whoopsies. And so, like, I made the projectile a little bit too big. The seal was a little too good. I made the bomb inside of it, the charge, a little bit too strong. The backing plate was a little bit too temporary. And PVC is not graded to hold explosive-grade projectiles or pressure. If you notice, PVC is only for water pressure. And even not, and even at that, not that much. So I made a pipe bomb, and it just blew we your brother was like uh, like three your brother was at a safe distance and i wasn't so <laughs> and like literally it just like there was a it was and it was about a three four foot long tube and i just watched that bitch erupt and i was like <gasps> Ooh, and like you never know you're gone too far until you do it <laughs> and like it just went like one chunk hit my truck one chunk like went and like cut me across the leg like it wasn't really that bad of a cut but it was just one of those one second Shocking. it was a one second it was a tube the next second there was a crater and it was just like okay put that like it was the equivalent of like the mad scientist like pulls his goggles up and like his his face is black, black. his hair's black and like er everything under his goggles is completely like like original like whatever and he's like well that didn't work like it was quite literally that now you know we but, have to give him a quick recap of the boat incident <laughs> <laughs> so oh, we man. had the idea because we, uh, I had heard that, you know, vibrations this early, travel. This is about the same time. Career. This was before that, but it was not too much It was much all pretty it. similar. Anyway. That uh, summer was a blur. I had read. <laughs> it was probably the shell shock. <laughs> I had read that uh, vibrations travel a lot faster underwater, so therefore, like, explosions and stuff are more likely to kill you in the water or fish. Right? Dude. If that worked, <laughs> your grandfather would have been pissed. Well, I don't think the radius is that big, though. I don't know. Either way, we wanted to try and see what would happen. I mean, we weren't necessarily maniac killers, but we did kind of want to try and see if it would make I mean, we a would fish, fish float in up. That okay, pond. <laughs> we would we would fish in that pond occasionally. Yeah, and it was it was overpopulated with fish anyway. So yeah. we got out in a john boat. Uh, we were keep in mind the john the boat fishing. Like yeah. Uh, so we went out, three of us in a John boat, only one paddle, and we had this idea. <laughs> we were going to make a two-liter dry ice bomb, which is a big explosion, and the idea was 
Oh, you know what Pepsi we'll do? Bottle. We'll duct tape it to some bricks, and that'll yeah. make it sink, right? Yep. So yep. we did that. <laughs> we made it. We duct taped it to bricks, and this is all very hurried, you know, because you're worried it's going to go off. We the threw it down there. It set. sunk. It sunk. And we were like, oh, yeah, this is going to be awesome. Turns and out like, it expanded so <laughs> it expanded so much that the tape ripped the tape off, off and it floated back up. And now I will say one of the most dangerous parts about it is if the bottle cap, because it's a really hard plastic, came off and hit you, and the bottle cap like pointed straight to us. And we also, were also <laughs> like, I, also like the rest of the rest of the two liter, the rest of the bottle can expand further, since the bottle cap that's shrunk, that's heat shrunk down so that it can be formed into a uh, a screw. Yeah, and you almost caps, never so like find that, those. That is where that's gonna blow up. Like that is where it breaks the, usually at it the reds. Exactly. So or like the shoulder, maybe. We would use this. Yeah, the shoulders of the <laughs> bottle, so to speak. We would actually put the bottle cap down when we were making the the cannons or the muskets. Or I mean, the I say I say cannon, but it it is essentially just a big ass musket, essentially. But like so, like we would put the bottle cap downwards because since that's where it was gonna rupture, it would push the the bottle a little bit further, and then as a result, the projectile as well. We just found that that was that yielded better best, yeah. ranges, better results, and stuff like that. So this thing floated back up, and there's a video oh out there. We're going to try and post a we lot of a, these videos. We were a foot and a half away. And <laughs> trying you, to paddle away with one paddle. Josh is debating jumping out. <laughs> and you're just in there, and like Josh is like, go, go! And we're like, you're oh the God, one go. with the paddle. And then you, you're sitting there, like you drop the camera, but it's like by, by the wrist strap, and you're not recording it. I'm just sitting there thinking, like, if we're about to die, I'm recording this bitch. And like I took the camera from you, and like all of us are just freaking out and we do eventually get away like it not looks, very far though <laughs> we were not very far it does look further on the camera but like when you were in the same like 10 foot 15 foot vicinity of a bomb and like you and even if it's plastic i did say that like these aren't super dangerous but like there there's the chance that it could be I mean, it's I did scary. just say Especially about when how we were... I got cut with PVC that I accidentally made a pipe bomb out of. Like, and we were talking about how the vibrations. We were curious if they would take out fish. By the way, it did not take out fish. No, it maybe not. it would have been different if it would have float. If it would have sunk all the way to the bottom. You know, it's the stupid thing. We tried this multiple times. <laughs> like, do you remember that? We like we would. Uh, uh, we, we I think I don't know if we tried a smaller bottle. We we're just like okay, I think so it worked with the smaller the bottle. The issue. We tried tying it with string. Do you remember that? Like. Kind of cinder yeah. block, cinder block string, tie it to the cap, but it wasn't string, it was fishing wire, and fishing wire does not hold a knot very well. Round two, we decided to be a little bit further this time, and it still didn't work. Eventually, we just shelved uh, bottle and water projects until we <laughs> at least bought another paddle. <laughs> like, uh, which you know, by the time we found that ore while cutting grass, it was those are well past their dry ice <laughs> days, but uh. Man, I kept that order too for a long time, but it, it it was that was easily like one of like because we were just screwing around, right? Those but are some of my fondest memories of it just was messing an, around. It was an intellectual pursuit, dude. Like I kind of wish that like like it reminds of uh, the mini rubber band Cold War we had. Oh, we my made like little God. rubber band guns, and then. We, we started upping the ammunition by tying multiple rubber band guns together and then Daisy putting them on the end together. of pull on the end of pull sticks to get like a three foot pull. <laughs> Those things <Yep>. hurt. <laughs> yeah, they did. Like, they were awesome. And it, did, and it was also like uh, my mom and sister went on like a field trip to like Fort Hood or one of those historical forts, and like they had like wooden musket. Oh yeah, that one was really good. Bro, that was perfect because it had. And like it felt a like you were out. loading a musket or something. It did. Like I wanted to carve like a, a tooth in the front of it to hook. Yeah, because sometimes um, that would snap back. <laughs> rubber bands too, because um. Yeah, like um, because yeah, it would snap off because it was a rounded edge. But yeah, no, it took about three to four rubber bands, um, to like get it the full length because it was a long long <laughs> i remember long. when those like we were shooting at each other and when they'd miss and smack the wall it was like a solid smack it was like, <laughs> yeah it was it was like man i'm glad that missed and <laughs> but the, yeah those are the, like just some of the fun like fond uh iterations of just messing around that we had we've always had a penchant or an obsession with ballistic properties <laughs> i feel like for because like if it wasn't Nerf, it was rubber band guns. It was nothing if it wasn't Nerf. <laughs> it, throwing hickory nuts at each other, 
let's see. We well, then, sometimes course, I mean, like we did go into firearms, of course. Uh, paintball. This is a little bit airsoft. more so with uh, me and Josh, but sometimes we like to make uh, dams at the creek and bridges and stuff. Oh, I mean that's fun too. Like, yeah, like y'all Traveling had the creek, the creek was another to do fun it. Adventure. Yeah, oh my God, we'll save the. We'll save that for another one for a yeah. different episode because that's gonna take some time too. When we talk about the hiking trip, we'll talk about creek adventures because that was fun. Yeah, that that was fun, and ultimately it leads it it led your brother to having one of the most wrong opinions of something in history, I would say. Um. But what opinion was that <laughs> about AJ's? Oh yeah, because like that There's was a local restaurant that. that tastes really good, but he was determined it doesn't taste so good. Yeah, and it's all because of that that night. I think um, it was because he was freaking hungry. <laughs> it, I mean, it's also like I guess he just let his hopes get up too high. I think. Yeah. Now. I think we are running low on time, so I think we can wrap up this episode after we do our pop type reveal. So mm-hmm. here it goes. Hey there, guys. This is me and Cole. We're doing the Pop Tart Challenge uh, for episode five. And this one's the big one. We got the big slugger. We got brown yeah, sugar yeah. cinnamon versus. Chocolate fudge. Uh, chocolate fudge. Yeah, chocolate fudge. <laughs> All right. It's just the only pop tart that's sitting on my plate right now. <laughs> so I have I have a warmed part and a not warm part for both. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take I, a bite of the warm. You can talk about it at some since you've already taken a bite. <laughs> I actually haven't. I oh. was just zoning out. Uh, okay. <laughs> so chocolate fudge. Yeah. So not we. So we're going into this, and both of us have we've talked at length about how much we really like brown sugar cinnamon how many brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tarts we've consumed over the past. So ideally, we're trying to fight our inherent bias towards brown sugar and cinnamon and give chocolatey fudge or chocolate fudge a chance. Uh, I know that anytime I ta- I've talked about this matchup with uh, Caitlin, uh, she's going like, okay, y'all need to give chocolate fudge a chance. I know how both of y'all are with brown sugar and cinnamon. So even like I'm sitting there talking like, man, did you see that game last night? Or, you know, well, literally just talking about this throughout the week um, about the next matchup. So there's a little bit of, um, I don't know how to feel about that because I literally don't talk about sports matchups. But, yeah, so chocolate fudge, it's uh, chocolate icing. It looks like it's got some kind of, like, crumbly topping of something. Yeah, I don't know what that is. thought about this. It's like a white crumbly sprinkle thing. And I'm like, what does that Um, have to do with fudge? I'm trying to pull it off. I think it either is pr- uh, powdered sugar or a piece of ceiling dust that I just pulled off because it doesn't really taste like much. It's probably just sugar. <laughs> now, yeah, it's probably just sugar. I will uh, say... Who are we kidding? It's sugar. <laughs> like I will say right off the bat, uh, chocolatey fudge is a lot nicer to break. Like, it breaks easier. Brown sugar cinnamon kind of like... It almost has a snap to it, you know? And I kind of like that. Yeah, brown sugar and cinnamon is kind of a like i've talked about it a little it's like bit. softer it's when it's a, cold it's a strange flavor to me in that like it's just sugar and other sugar and like you know it's not much of a flavor now is it like cinnamon yes that's a flavor but like it's really just kind of the brown sugar because i don't really remember a whole lot of the cinnamon i'm not picking up a whole lot of cinnamon in it but hold on have you eaten the cold ones yet no, I just took a bite out of my hot one. Hmm. You need to eat the cold one. The chocolatey fudge, or chocolate fudge, whatever, it has a better bite through. It's softer, which is a good when you're eating it cold. I will say that. Yeah. Check that out. Investigate that. <laughs> Let me pull it out, because, like, the ones that got sent to me in the mail, I don't know if uh, UPS did this, but they're kind of busted. Probably, yeah. I kind of figured they might be kind of crumbly. Most of them are fine, but the last few, they're kind of crumbly in the pouch. Yeah, okay, chocolate yeah, fudge so is a lot softer, which is good when you're eating it cold. Yeah. That's that some is, points there. That's something I wouldn't have expected, actually. And a lot, of, and at first it was a little too chocolatey because it's chocolate on chocolate, you know? But it kind of grows on you. Yeah, it's a little heavy. 
admittedly, it's uh, kind of sticking to my teeth and making it hard to, you know, cleanse my palate before I want to speak. Um, oh, and I have milk to go with this. Oh, yes. That Since that is something that uh, um, you are our resident milk expert, so I feel like it you should have a glass of milk on hand for this. I should I'm not have, being facetious. <laughs> I should have dipped the warm ones in the milk. <laughs> Did you go ahead and just wharf those down? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, the the warm ones are gone. I'm I'm working on. Well, actually, I have oh one God. warm one and one cold one. I I mm-hmm. ate them the opposites. Oh, you're eating one warm one. I'm going back two. and forth between all of them, honestly. But this is are interesting. You okay. <laughs> like, are you okay? You're just. Like... It sounds like you were just starving and just, like, going at it. I'm hungry. That's true. I hadn't eaten breakfast yet. It's 11. (laughs) But this is, is like, the last matchup. Like, I will say, Chocolate Fudge may have advantage in the cold round. Just because it's got such a better bite through. Like, brown sugar cinnamon is, like, plain when it's cold and it's just, like, kind of crunchy, you know? Mm-hmm. Chocolate fudge is nice and it's a soft texture. I'll give it that. Now that being said, brown sugar and cinnamon. The few times I did decide to like heat them up, that was like heaven. Rolls Royce, like here we are. This we've made it. This is some good shit right here. Like so. Yeah, I will say chocolate fudge does not get much better warmed up. Like it's about the same, honestly. Like, chocolate fudge is pretty good. Like, I can't... Like, I'm sitting here trying to, like, divorce myself from the whole brown sugar and cinnamon bias. Because, like, the easy answer to me is just, like, brown sugar and cinnamon just because I know. I know me. Because I'm... If I'm having a a hard time kind of pushing through this one, I know for certain that it will not be my immediate breakfast choice. A dessert option, yes. uh, In that, like, I will... I there regularly I'll sit there and want something sweet. I'll go get a pop tart at like 11 p.m. just because like I'm up. I feel like eating some sugary, and here we are. That's what I have. Yeah, I don't like chocolatey things for breakfast, and I will yeah, say I don't that. Uh, yeah, I will say like chocolate fudge feels a little out of place for breakfast, but it is good. It, I will say it's yeah. very close contender actually. It's it's definitely like a stronger flavor, so to speak, like. Again, brown sugar cinnamon is just a good eat it. You just eat it. Like to me, it like it's I've called it boring in the past, and just like you know, it's just kind of sugary, and that's about it. Uh, at least like you know, chocolate fudge and all. They chocolate fudge and all. They have um, it has a flavor, and yeah, I mean, admittedly, it is chocolate, so it's not exactly a complex flavor. But uh, in the past, I've called brown sugar and cinnamon boring. In that, like, I have a hard time taking it seriously as a flavor, but I do know, like, this has flavor, but its flavor is actually holding me back on rating it too high. Because uh, it's good, it's it's pretty sweet, and I know how I am. This will not be a regular addition to the breakfast table for me. Not many things make it to the breakfast table for me. That Keeping that in mind, of course, I'm still probably going to have to go brown sugar and cinnamon. All right, um, so your input is brown sugar cinnamon. Yeah, like I and I am I am gonna say like this this is really good. It is a delicious pop tart. I am enjoying it. Maybe it's just because like I've already had a cup of coffee today and like that was pretty sweet and stuff like that. Like I'm a little sugared out and it ain't even noon yet and uh, <laughs> I'm having a hard time handling it. <laughs> so like that's kind of negatively affecting. I'm not certain if you know my cup of coffee has interfered with this process or anything like that. But I am the type of person that like, okay, when it comes to pastries, I'm sugared out and I can't process it anymore. So I'm pro- like, because I've, I haven't even, dude, I haven't even technically finished one of these Pop-Tarts and uh, I'm having a hard time with it. So delicious. I'll give it that, but not, not a breakfast for me. And that kind of knocks it down a few pegs on mine. All right. I'm going to unveil my decision. I'm going to say that. Brown sugar cinnamon narrowly escapes with a victory here. Because I will say, tasting it in the raw, not warmed up. Haven't done that much before, but it was it was actually disappointing. 
And the chocolate fudge really brought the A-game with the raw test. I would say chocolate fudge, if I had to pick one to eat not warmed up, I would probably pick chocolate fudge. Maybe even for breakfast. Mm-hmm. But the overly chocolate taste did kind of hold it back. If if another rookie contender comes out here with that kind of texture, with that kind of attitude, <laughs> uh, but a better flavor, then, you know, brown sugar cinnamon may have something to worry about. It, and it made me just think, like, maybe I think brown sugar and cinnamon is just is has not been that exciting to me lately. But who's been the one saying that they pretty much only eat Pop-Tarts raw? Like, it's me. I think I've been doing it to myself. You've been doing it wrong. It's that's that's extremely likely, I think. I don't know why you've done it to yourself. No, I will say I'm I'm excited if there's a brown sugar cinnamon versus unfrosted brown sugar cinnamon matchup to see who wins. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh I don't I don't know how that'll shake out. I've also never seen an unfrosted brown sugar and cinnamon. Hmm. And there's also a big heavyweight hitter, the probably the second most popular, strawberry. Now I'm rethinking. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking strawberry is probably going to taste better raw. Strawberry is one that I'll go to pretty regularly. Like, just, I want a Pop-Tart. I usually just grab, if I am feeling like I want Pop-Tart for breakfast, I tend to grab a box of strawberry because I know I'll go through it. You know, the only bad thing about this uh, bracket challenge, after this is all over, if I'm going through the grocery store one day and I decide I want Pop-Tarts, I actually may have a hard time deciding. Before, it was just like, okay, brown sugar cinnamon or strawberry. My thing like, I know what you mean. I have a feeling it's not going to change much for me. I'm just going to get the same stuff. Like, yeah, I agreed on this, but I want this one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, that's overall how I came up with the, the outcome. I was like, now, which one, walking through the grocery store, would I still go out and buy? I would probably still get brown sugar cinnamon over hot yeah, a chocolate fudge or whatever. That's pretty much how I do the judging is, like, you know, you know, we're talking. I'm talking like mouthfeel and like food experience with the s'mores one. But what really came about, like how I, you know, where the chips fell for me was like, would I do this for breakfast like a couple days in a row? Because like I'm a creature of habit. Like, because we're we are voting on what's our favorite essentially. And I know I have to consider how I go about food options. I t- I'm a creature of habit. I tend to get the same thing. I get a box of something, and then I make sure I finish it because, like, I used to be really bad about that. And so I have to get something that doesn't wear me out pretty much. And, like, yeah, you can kind of, like, like, what does that mean? Like, you get worn out over a box of Pop-Tarts? Yeah, kind (laughs) of. It's like I'm looking. If I get a family-sized box of something, I I now have a family-sized responsibility. That's why you need at least two flavors. Yeah, like, you got to bounce between them. But I guess that's... Uh, that declares so just, the winner. It was brown sugar man. cinnamon, the the big names still out there waiting for some rookie to take it down. But I will say chocolate fudge, we told you to bring your A game, and I think you did. You came out with a secret weapon that I was not expecting. The texture <laughs> was great. It's just called not being cooked. <laughs> what? It's called not being cooked. <laughs> being Which better. You know, sure. Yeah, being better raw. But, yeah, um, it was it was actually a good matchup. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I can say that with certainty. Yeah, it's it's definitely did not end up the way I thought it would be. Um, cause, I mean, like, okay, I did expect brown sugar and cinnamon to win, but I didn't expect it to just be like that, so to speak, just in the sense that, like, I did really enjoy chocolatey fudge. I am enjoying it, but I guess I sort of did expect that, like, I would get worn out over the sugar, I guess. Um, so, yeah, brown sugar cinnamon moves on. Uh that concludes this week's episode and this week's Pop-Tart Challenge. So join us next week, and you will get to see either... I think it's Wildberry or something. Yeah. I have the picture saved in my computer. I need to make it my background so I don't forget. <laughs> I have it written down, but I'm on the wrong page. So next week's episode will either be Strawberry and Chocolate Caramel but that one may be moved back because of availability. So in that case, it would be Wildberry and Cherry. Ooh. Or is now it Wildberry gonna, and Cherry? I think Wildberry no, 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 and Cherry. No, 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 no. It's Wildberry and Cinnamon Roll. Wildberry and Cinnamon Roll. Is it? I thought, yeah. I thought Wildberry and Cherry were together because I remember going like, oh, that one's going to be a hard one. No, I think it's Cherry and Cupcake Confetti, which also may get pushed. Uh, 
due to availability. We might have to change up our bracket. <laughs> if this is yeah. Us. Well, that one may. Yeah, that one may be a season-ending injury, and then the next up in line may get that position. Hold on. Is it unfrosted strawberry and cinnamon? Mine that I'm looking at is chocolate caramel and strawberry, unfrosted strawberry, cinnamon roll, wildberry and cherry, confetti cupcake and raspberry. Wait, I'm pulling mine up. Say that again. So we just did, I don't know why I'm so flimmy. We just did brown sugar and cinnamon. The next one down, or bracket three, is chocolate caramel and strawberry. Yes. Bracket four is unfrosted strawberry and cinnamon roll. Oh, yeah, you're Bra- right. You're right. Bracket five is the tough one, wildberry versus cherry, two of my favorite flavors. I'm actually probably going to go out. I've already eaten my cherry uh, pouch, but I'm probably going to go out and get another one just for that one because I feel like I've got to do the utmost diligence. That one I'm actually worried about. Um, then we got bracket six, confetti, cupcake, and raspberry. Um, and then we can move on to the, well, on bracket seven, red velvet and unfrosted blueberry. Yeah, these then, got buys. Bracket eight is cookies and cream and hot fudge sundae, and the rest of the brackets are to be determined because we got to wait for winners. All the you know chips being fallen and such. So yeah, next week will either be chocolatey caramel and strawberry or wildberry and cherry. Yeah, it just depends on if we can find chocolate caramel. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you next week. All right. Yes. See ya.